Welcome to Murders in Paradise. I am Jen, joined as always by GR Dad. Good evening. <laughs> I have to admit I had to ask what my opener was. It's been a little while. <laughs> Welcome to season two of Murders in Paradise. Yes. This is exciting. We've been talking about this for like a year. <laughs> Turns out we didn't know it was the end of season one at the end of season one. No, but it was just we had a lot of stuff to do. I'm not sure it was a season. Look. <laughs> It was a run. <laughs> we have the power to unilaterally declare something to be a season. We did a bunch of episodes. Oh, I I know. I agree with that. Yeah. But it was less of a planned break than a, you know, Panini-inspired <laughs> crash. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So we've got a bunch of new stuff prepared, um, much of which has been prepared by the indomitable Terry Schmida. <laughs> Uh, who writes True Crime of the Keys. There's three volumes. So we've done some from his volume one, but I've got the other two volumes. So we're going to do one of those today, but I've got some other ones prepared as well. It's all best of, Schmidt. Yeah. We're not yeah, reading all sure. of it. <laughs> no, that's right. Some of them are really short. Um, all right. So, what was that making noises? Pops. Interesting. Okay. So let's get into this one. This one is called A Dark and Stormy Night. <laughs> it is. That's funny. This is from Terry Schmidt's True Time of the Keys, Volume 3. Uh -huh. Okay. The howling wind was whipping up whitecaps on the Atlantic, and cats and dogs began to whimper and hide as the effects of Category 5 Hurricane Ivan began to hit the keys. All right. So here it's hurricane time. I mean, that's accurate. If there's thunder, dogs begin to whimper. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. Hurricane's coming. Uh, so this is September 12th. and What year? I knew you were going to ask me that, Ingo, and I don't know. Ivan must have been 2000, maybe even, or in the 90s. 2000, maybe 2005? That was Wilma, I think. Wilma was 2005. Yeah. Yeah, it came after Katrina. I'd ask Siri. We'll, we'll figure it out before we're done. Okay. Okay. So Hurricane Ivan is coming. Um, it's September twelfth. That's what we tend to get the really rough hurricanes in August and September. Yep. The hurricane season runs from uh, June to the end of November, and it's like a nice little bell curve. So August and September, that's when we tend to get the worst ones. Yep. All right. So everybody's getting ready for the hurricane. Tim Gallagher, who's 42, and his wife, Lynn Scarpelli, 39, had just finished working. Uh, they So Tim worked at Sands Beach Club, which he had recently opened with his business partner, this dude named Mark. Mark is uninvolved in this story. So they had both worked like 12 hours there. They got home. Um, they took separate cars. So they're like exhausted. They notice that there's police cars outside the Bohemia restaurant, which is kind of across from where they live in Key West. But they're like, whatever. They're tired. The wife went to bed. The guy's like watching ESPN on TV in the living room. Mm -hmm. it's, it's close to 1 a.m. All right. Unbeknownst to the couple, the cops had been at Bohemia to check on an incident that would soon affect their lives in a major way. Oh, my goodness. So they're just hanging out in their house. Okay. Earlier that evening... Jan Sykora, 28, had been drinking at the bar slash restaurant, which catered mainly to Eastern European contract laborers such as himself. 
That seems like a short-term strategy. The undocumented Czech dishwasher. Check me out. <laughs> Sikora makes helicopters, but, it, but that's not him. I don't think he made helicopters. S-Y-K-O-R-A. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, he did not. He washed dishes. So, so he washes dishes at a restaurant. I think at Chili's. We will come to find out. Hmm. You doing okay over there, Ingo? Looking up Hurricane Ivan. Oh, that's great. Uh, so he'd gotten to, into a fight that night with another patron, and he'd been kicked out into the stormy night. The police arrive, they file a perfunctory report, and they leave. But Sykora wasn't done yet, Ingo. Oh he my was goodness. drunk and angry. He still had fight in him. He did. So Two he 2004, by the way, is Hurricane Ivan. 2004, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a Category 5, so it's a big ass. It was the big one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Sykora wasn't done. At 10 p.m., he returned to Bohemia with a tire iron. Ugh, guys. He walks in, walks up to the guy he'd been in the fight with before, and swings it into the back of his head. That sounds murderous. The girlfriend of of the victim tries to intervene, and then he whacks her with the tire iron, cuts her on her arm, so I guess she got her arm up, which is good. Of course, he gets kicked out. Couple goes to the emergency room. Cops come, do a report. The cops leave. Wait, guy's not dead. He's got not dead. He got he didn't die. Got hit in the head, but blow. made it through. Wow. Yeah. A short time later, is Tim Gallagher. This is the guy that we're talking about at the beginning, mm-hmm. who's in his house across mm-hmm. the street, watching ESPN. I He's believe. watching ESPN, and he gets a knock on his front door. Uh oh. It's like one in the morning. So he opens the door, but there's nobody out there. Ugh. So he kind of walks out. He no. looks around. And, and quote Terry Schmidt, that's when the drunken Sykora slipped inside his house. Oh, my God. He grabbed a six-inch filleting knife from a drawer in the kitchen and charged at Gallagher, stabbing him five times. What the? And puncturing his heart and both lungs. They haven't had anything to do with each other. No. The drunk Czech guy just comes over to this house where he doesn't know the people. Comes in and starts in, murdering. F- f- grabs a fillet knife out of their kitchen and starts stabbing him. So he stabs this guy, punctures his heart and both of his lungs. Spoiler, he doesn't die. What? He's going to survive this. Wow. The death struggle lurched its way outside, and Scarpelli, the wife, who hears what's going on, jumps up to investigate. She sees her husband's blood in the foyer. She runs out, and she jumps onto the guy's back. Good. Yeah. Good job, That's got to be a lot of blood. I mean, it's oh my God, you stabbed blood. him in the heart. There's a ton of blood. Oh. So she like sees this guy attacking her husband and she's like, fuck this guy. And she jumps on him. Good. Yep. It's really scary, risky, but. Yeah, it is. Because totally here's what happens. He wheels around and he turns on her, brutally slashing her face numerous times, severing part of her tongue. Oh, oh. filet knives are those skinny, skinny, sharp, sharp ones. Yep. Yeah. The guy, Gallagher, forces Sykora down the stairs where he stood staring up at the couple. So they're in an elevated house. Oh. The, the wife says he was waiting to see if we were going to die. Sykora, the drunk Czech guy, then removed his pants, cleaned off in the couple's pool, and left the property. Unbelievable. And they're dying. Yeah. The, so the wife calls 911. She has part of her tongue cut off at this point. She oh. calls 911. So the Key West police come to the scene. They start working on the couple. The husband gives them a description of the guy. 
A short time later, another officer found the bloody and disoriented Sikora wandering the street a few blocks from the crime street, naked from the waist down. Oh, my God. He ignores com- ignored commands to stop and had to be subdued with pepper spray. He's white. He is. He's Czech. He's, yeah. You can see this picture of him. He's kind of like a big. Oh, yeah. He's a big dude. Burly looking right, dude. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Looks like sort of football player-ish, meaty guy. Yeah. He's got a mean kind of look and a mm-hmm. mullet mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. Fu Manchu mustache. Fu Manchu makes him look even meaner. Well, obviously, he's mean. The guy, his actions speak for himself. No kidding. He doesn't even know these people. Ugh. So the wife identifies him and they take him to jail. They also found the bloodstained filleting knife nearby. I, I mean, it'd be, they'd be pretty clear about who was killing them, <laughs> knifing them. So they airlift the couple to Miami. <sighs> Trauma star helicopter. This is interesting. So we learned we were visiting with a, a friends last week and they informed us this thing that I don't think I knew, which is the trauma star helicopter here um if you kind of have anything wrong with you other than like a cut or a bruise um and you have to go to like the er they airlift you up to miami like there's yeah. did we talk about this on the podcast i don't think I don't so i think so there's three hospitals basically in the keys there's maybe a couple in key Largo, but there's basically one in key west there's one 50 miles away in marathon which is the middle of the keys and then there's one or two up in key Largo, like up at the top and that's it and None of them are equipped to do anything much. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, it's just they, they, there's just not enough people to justify these really giant facilities. That's right. I mean, there's 75,000 people in the Keys in total, most of them up towards the top, which is actually pretty close. To and I was going to say, I don't want to cast aspersions on the quality, but you went to Fisherman's Hospital in Marathon and it was the quality was not as good. Oh, that doctor. I don't but know. How he might have been drunk at the time. We're not sure. Man, he was. I had kicked a sea urchin while we were snorkeling and this doctor was supposed to be removing the spines and he did not he was bumbling around making oh things my God. worse oh, it was for like, a lot for an hour though it was terrible for an hour uh yeah <laughs> I, so i don't hear great things about uh it, it's interesting it's mixed like there's there's oncologists in the keys right so if you live here and you have cancer and i've i've heard people who like really love their oncologists but the overall the picture is really mixed and certainly if you have an emergency like they can only handle you know kind of fishing accidents and cuts sounds a little bit like a university health center where they're real good at dispensing like advil and if you have a broken oh, like a student health center (laughs) student health center yeah (laughs) yeah they're it's like real basic stuff but if it's sophisticated you might not want to do that yeah so we have a trauma star helicopter that will airlift us up to miami to like proper hospitals i mean they have world-class hospitals in miami and trauma centers and all of that um so if you get in a car crash or whatever um and in fact, I've, you know, we've seen some car crashes and I always am that person that stops and gets out to help. And, and, uh, you know, they're always, <laughs> the cops are always like, are they going to like, and they make this circly f- motion with their finger. Like, are you going to airlift them out? Do we have to find a place for the helicopter land? Um, and so it turns out if you live in the keys, if you're a keys residence, the trauma star is free. Hmm. So they'll bill your insurance if it's something your insurance pays. Um, and they'll collect whatever the insurance We'll pay for it, but you don't have to pay for any remaining balances. And if you don't have insurance, it's free. Um, but if and, you're a tourist, it costs a lot of money. Yeah, if you're a tourist, you have to pay. But residents, it's free. The Trauma Star is free. Huh. Um, and they make a profit every year. I think they're operating. I looked it up after we talked with our friends about this. Like their operating costs are like $6.6 million a year, and they make like $7.8 million a year. That's good. I think the Monroe County Sheriff's Department runs it. 
it's pretty great so i think yeah. they are based in marathon which is in the middle that's where the uh airport is yeah there's three helicopters yeah one of our neighbors on our street flies one of them no oh, yeah yeah the guy down at the end and so anyway constantly going over our house i mean there's many multiple flights a day yeah. if anything is if you have a heart attack they lift you up to miami if there's a car crash whatever um so there's a lot of flights going up to miami yep. and it's free if you live here in the yep. keys it's a, it's the one helicopter that just buzzes by very frequently along route one yeah and you you can't fly like you want to fly over land right so if you have an emergency you have a place <laughs> yeah. you can put your thing down yeah um yeah there was somebody i think probably on next door once who's like why does that helicopter always fly over our houses and it's like because it needs to land if it has an emergency so it has <laughs> to fly over land and there's a very narrow strip of land for the entirety of the keys newbie uh, newbie yep so anyway they airlifted this couple to miami after they're attacked by this check guy uh so they can't really figure out what the heck this guy has in for these people so they talked to Mark, the business partner of Gallagher, the guy at the Sands Beach Club. He's like, I don't know who this guy is. He's never worked here before. The Czech guy's boss, Sycora's boss at Chili's on <laughs> North Roosevelt Boulevard. I don't think that's there anymore. No. Was puzzled. He said he's one of the hardest workers he'd ever employed. He always showed up on time and did what he was asked. And so... It just is like kind of random. Like he gets pissed off at this he, dude in the bar. And then goes across the street from the bar and starts knifing someone else. Isn't that what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he attacks the guy in the bar, attacks the girlfriend, gets kicked out of the bar, hangs out for a while, and then just apparently randomly picks this house. Uh, to and just start, I mean, break in, stick, cl- steal a knife from them and start. St- I mean, it's so weird. Yeah very random was he super drunk he was super drunk yeah yeah Yeah. uh so this is why he also took his pants off i guess so all this went down on september 12th by september 22nd gallagher and his wife are both able to leave the hospital but i mean 10 days in the hospital is a long time yeah um they moved in with the wife's mother in fort lauderdale because obviously they didn't want to come back down here and after 10 days in the hospital, you're not just like fine and like ready to go back yeah, to your they, life. They wanted to be close to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. you got a lot of recovery to do. So Sykora was already facing charges of attempted murder, armed burglary of an occupied structure, battery of the occupants and resisting arrest without violence. They also charged him with aggravated battery after police found the people that he had attacked with the tire iron in the bar. Yes, please. Uh, so... His trial was set for March 13th, 2006. So would you say Hurricane Ivan was in September of 2004? Yeah. So that's about right, you know, a year and a half later. Yeah. Um, A prison psychologist who'd examined the guy said he was depressed, frustrated by his inability to speak English, and stressed out by the hurricane. So Mm. they're coming up on trial time. It's three days before the trial. And Sykora surprises everybody, including, including his attorney... Where he's just like, I'm fucking, I'm pleading guilty. Wow. Yep. Well, that seems like a bare result. He he did it. Yep. The prosecution says, we're pleased Zykora chose to plead guilty to plead guilty to avoid a long and costly trial and even more trauma for the victims. So he was sentenced. Zykora's uh, mother, that's his mom, pleaded for leniency. But <sighs> the wife who got attacked, who part of her tongue got cut off, 
She said, I'm afraid to go out at night without my husband. I haven't walked the dogs. I can't taste or feel hot or cold. We have mounting doctor's bills all because of what's-his-name had a bad day. <laughs> That's not bad. Not badly put, yeah. Ted Bundy's mother said her son was a good kid. A lot of people were stressed about the hurricane, including us, but we didn't go around stabbing people. Yeah, that's that's you can't trust that guy. If he doesn't have a good explanation, especially, it'd be like, oh, he'll get drunk and do it again. I mean, for real. Yeah. Why would he not? Yeah. So he was sentenced to three concurrent 50 year stints in prison. Concurrent, though. Concurrent. 50 years. Yeah. The judge said, aside from the murder, aside from murder, the crimes in question were the worst he'd seen in the quarter century in the criminal justice system. He began serving his sentence at Blackwater Correctional Facility in the Florida Panhandle. Yeah. Sorry, dude. That's terrible. Yeah. We, you know. What a random one. Yeah. It's interesting. That would have been interesting. It's good that it didn't go to trial because you don't want people like starting to say drunkenness is a defense or, yeah. you know, somebody slipped him a Mickey or he was really stressed. Like they were already setting up this courtroom psychiatrist yeah. to say, oh, he wasn't responsible for his crimes because he was stressed. Terrible. Ugh, it would have been a drama. So in Terry Schmidt's book, he has these like tiny little call outs, just like <laughs> random other little crimes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to read you the one at the time of the crime, which actually isn't. It's 1994. <laughs> so <laughs> this was 2004. So whatever. Whatever. I'm going to read it anyway. Yeah, go At ahead. the time of the crime. Around 5 a.m. on July 7th, 1994, a man snatched a sexy blow-up doll from the Key West video store at 528 <laughs> Duval Street. This deluxe model named Terry was said to come equipped with a built-in vibrator. Oh, my. <laughs> That's it. That's the entirety of the call-out. <laughs> <laughs> that is very Key West, that whole thing, actually. It sure yes. is. You can just imagine a, to a drunk tourist. Oh, oh, it's 5 a.m. Or some college How kid. How would you... What do you... Why is, why is an adult video store open at 5 a.m.? Can I, do you want me to explain? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Why wouldn't they be open 24 hours? It, it's I mean, like I guess. Shady people doing shady stuff and needing shady videos. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, like the bars close at some point. Yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> those people, like not at 4.30 in the morning, right? Like they close before that. Maybe. So people who have been out all night are pr- hopefully going to bed at 5 a.m. Nah, not that, Not that I haven't been out that late before. But still, we should do some investigative journalism and ask the person who uh, owns the store. And they'd be like, people come in at four o'clock in the morning and buy stuff because they've just newly hooked up and they need they need stuff. They want stuff. Was <laughs> it just a bookstore to books and toys? It's books and Key toys. West video store. Oh, okay. so I guess I mean, it's not there anymore. It had a blow up doll in it, though, so I'm well, thinking more smutty. Yeah. I mean, that, there's no there's no adulty stores on Duval Street anymore. There's a strip club on Route 1. There's a strip club on Duval. Is there on Duval? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a gentleman's club. It's always empty. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no, like, sex toy shops or anything on on Duval. I think when you drive in, I mean, there's a billboard on Route 1 for a sex toy shop, but that must just be up. Is there? But it might be in the middle keys. Oh, that could be. Like an adult shop. (laughs) Well, anyway... I mean, I think there's less demand for that now because you can buy it on the internet yeah. and you can stream your porn. So. Yep, I think that's a good theory. Yep. Well, there you go. So, 
These were two good ones. One horrible, one very amusing with the sex doll. You know, that's what we try to have a mix of here. It's like a palate cleanser. A dog palate cleanser. Yep, but sex toy palate cleanser. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I'm going to make that an option from I now mean, on for future episodes. If Maybe I'll just have a funny sex toy story. If you have a sex toy palate cleanser, it probably beats a dog palate cleanser. Yeah. Fair it's yeah. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. There's our... Re our gentle step back into the world of murders in paradise dipping our toes back in the water yep yep so you know i think we were doing kind of once a month episodes before which is probably <laughs> the schedule that we're we'll stick on but who knows yeah now we're now i feel like we've gotten momentum and so we've you know, been pushed over the edge and now we're falling down the cliff <laughs> yay <laughs> something like that <laughs> well uh yeah you got anything else to add don't kill anyone unless they ask you to. <laughs> I think no. our sign up here is don't conk out. Don't conk out. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>